welcome to What's the PH Deal? <laughs> this is a podcast where we attempt to demystify the scientific PhD process for folks going through the rigors of pursuing a PhD, folks thinking about getting a PhD, or even people just curious about what it's all about. We have a website associated with us uh, over at realphdeal.com. You can check the show notes for it. Uh, and we'd love it if you email us at our group email at phdealmail at gmail.com. Again, check the show notes, send us some emails. We would love to get your feedbacks, any comments, criticisms, things you hate, love about the pod, um, any suggestions for topics, anything. Uh, we'll take a stab at any questions you send our way. We'll do our best to try to answer them. But a quick disclaimer, whatever we say here on the pod reflects our views. No way is meant to represent any of the views of our parent institutions or organizations we're associated with. And of course, we can only give you the best ideas that we have based on our experiences. We don't have the perfect, correct answer to every question. Uh, we may not even agree with everything ourselves. So so take everything with a grain of salt or, or a gram of salt if you want to use SI units. And we <laughs> and on that note, we are all science and engineering based PhDs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Or, or a thousandth of a kilogram of salt. <laughs> Thank you, Elias. Good correction. Uh, and, and yes, not only are we all nerds, but we're all science and engineering based PhDs. So our show will obviously concentrate mostly on that type of PhD. So with that all said, let's get on to the episode. I am Luis Estevez, the host, and we have our other host that I'd like to introduce you to, the master of WhatsApp chat emojis and by the <laughs> And on the side, a nuclear material scientist, we have Liz. Hey, Liz. Hey. <laughs> What's up? Hey, we have a materials deposition and audio wizard, Rajan. <laughs> Rajan. What, what? Hey. <laughs> and, of course, the Missouri-hating, yet still affable, <laughs> the emerging nuclear <laughs> superstar of the pod, Elias. He's not going to get any, any offer from Missouri anymore. <laughs> That state is just out. <laughs> That's not true. Everyone knows I love Mississippi. <laughs> so today we decided to take a crack at the topic, why a STEM PhD rocks. We kind of looked at our previous episodes and they, you know, they, they seemed both positive and negative at points, but like they seem to be a little doom and gloomy for, for our for our particular taste and uh, seem to be like, oh, there's a lot of failure and this is very difficult. And of course, that's all very true. We want to give you the straight dope here at The Real PhD Deal. But we also think a STEM PhD absolutely rocks and we're going to go into that topic. That's going to be a fun one today. And, you know, a lot of this, I thought of this when I went to, I gave an invited talk at a high school honor society to, to you know, they wanted to bring a, a real life scientist, quote unquote, to talk to the kids and inspire them. That seemed kind of cool. That's I, nice. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. It was really cool. And it's like. Hashtag do back. <laughs> <laughs> It was an old buddy of mine, like from way back, and he's now a high school uh, science teacher, and and he had a science at honor society, and and I got mm -hmm. to be the invited speaker, and that was fun, I, and I was supposed to be there to inspire the kids, right? Like to say, like, oh, how great a career in science is, and look at all the cool stuff you can do. But it totally, completely got reversed on me. I was completely inspired by them. They had this unbridled enthusiasm uh, of what we do, and they were like, I think it's so cool what you do. It's like a, you know, a bunch of teenagers who like. I don't know. When I was their age, I, 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 I had just mastered like maybe not even knew how to drive. And they were like talking about how great I want to do science and I want to I want to work for NASA and I want to work for for this place and I want to work on projects like yours and I want to try to change the world. 
And then I was like, holy crap, what we do is actually kind of cool. You know, it's like, it's not too bad. So that got me inspired. That got me completely excited. And uh, I was like, okay, we need to do a, a topic on this. Uh, what is so great about it? So yeah, to start off, what is, like I said, what is a STEM PhD? What's so great about it? Do you guys, do you guys have any other, uh, any moments of inspiration or any excitement? I mean, we can't follow up on that. That was just way too good. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Is this Thank you guys. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> yeah, we had some, but suddenly they don't sound inspiring anymore. Well, I mean, you know, I think I, I will say there's a couple of great things about STEM PhD and just to, to hit them step-by-step, step, just the basics, of course, are... First of all, it's you're probably going to do pretty well for yourself. I mean, not money's not everything, but it's luckily the kind of stuff that you do in STEM fields uh, and with a PhD tends to make other people lots of money. So they like to hire people like us to kind of figure out problems that no one's figured out. So that's that's kind of nice. You get to actually work in in a field that will cover your student debt, that will kind of give you a you know, pretty livable income. And while you're, and this is to me, I think almost like the best part, while you're getting your PhD in a STEM field, you actually get paid to do it. You get, um, Whoa. yeah, I know. Nobody's going with that. <laughs> Nuts. I, was, I, I didn't even know that was, that was how it worked until like, I started applying to them. And they were like, here's what you're going to get as your stipend. And I was like, what? I'm getting money to do this? <laughs> Free tuition? This is crazy. So that's kind of nice. And if you're in a STEM field for a PhD, you actually get to, I mean, it's, it's not like, you're rolling in dough, but it is definitely a somewhat livable stipend unless you live in San Francisco area. But besides that, it's not it's not so bad. It depends on where you go, of course, but it's usually somewhere in the order of about 30K or something like that, which of course is, is not going to lead to purchasing Porsches and Maseratis, but you-, you It's better than zero K. That's right. That's right. <laughs> of course, the school yes. will try to- Tell you how great it is by attaching a school tuition to that number. Be like, see how much we're paying you. But you know, it's what you actually get is is somewhere more in the order of 20, 30 k, something like that. But it's it's definitely livable. And you make, I mean, most likely your income post grad is also going to be pretty fine, like li- much more comfortable than maybe I don't know other professions. I think so. That's I guess another thing that's a positive. I don't want to like over emphasize or inflate that because I think, you know, getting into this for money is a bit yeah, bad, but yeah. like you'll Agreed. make a, comfor- a comfortable income, yeah. I guess is my yeah. point. It's interesting that this was supposed to be our optimistic. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Uh, yay. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you're going to get money, but no, not that much. Like, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's true. I mean, it's not like you would be very comfortable. You would manage and then uh, build your career after you graduate. But at least you're not stranded or building too much debt or any debt. And that's just the beginning. The fact that you get to pay to study and, and, and do research to me was pretty cool. But what you get to do is so amazing. I mean, we get, do you like, do you like uh, Iron Man? Do you like Tony Stark? Do you like Peter Parker, the amazing Spider-Man? They're, they're basically material scientists and engineers. Like, Spider-Man makes his own webbing, you know, you got Tony Stark making suit of armor. This is, I mean, you don't get to do that. Uh, <laughs> maybe, who knows? But but you get to you get to do all this amazing stuff that no one else has been able to do. And that to me is so exciting. I mean, you're 
you bump into other PhD students all the time while you're doing your work and they're, they're like, oh, I'm working on this flexible robot arm that can do X, Y, and Z. And you're like, that sounds wild. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And we're trying to get it to do this. And we're trying to get make a battery that can survive underground drilling or go to a different plant, like go to go to the moon, go to, you know, and like, how, how do you deal with like lunar winter? I mean, these are problems that PhD students by and large have to solve. And, and you're working on the cutting edge. And that's, I think, super, super exciting uh, to me. I don't know. Do you guys want to add to that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I totally agree with everything you're saying. I am not super into superheroes. I'll say that, but um, that's. I think a lot of people because are. none of them by women. No, I just I don't know. I, I maybe I had a weird childhood where I was not really. I don't. Okay. Anyways, moving on. Um, it's fine. It's I. Fine. Like I, the thing that I really like is uh, kind of what Luke was saying about um, you can do all these crazy things, but like to me that means you have a lot of freedom in what you do, what you choose to explore, and you, you kind of get to choose your own path in a way. Um, maybe you have to work within the confines of a project, um, but like that kind of evolves as you evolve in your career, where as you grow older and mature as a scientist, you get to kind of set those confines or boundaries with in which you work. I mean, something that's terrifying to me or like very, that would be very unfulfilling is going to a job where it's like, you do this, this is the outcome. In our field, we get to work on new and different things all the time. There is no set outcome or defined set of work tasks. So that I think leads to a very, I think, more fulfilling and challenging career. Um, so those are the things I really like about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it also helps you create your own system of yes. work. You, know? yeah. you are not, uh, I mean, you come up with your own way and pace of doing things. And that way you are actually, I think I, I mentioned this a few weeks ago also, like you're creating your own way of, interacting and living life and just yeah. work because that in, in anything you do during your phd and after is going to stay with you for longest period of time uh, uh, and if you can come up with like end, end of this this journey if you can come up with a process that can uh maximize whatever you want to achieve in any given task or something that's phd uh, i mean right. I, no, I don't care where, what projects you work on, what fields you are on. You refine yourself and your perception and your, your way of doing things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, it sounded big, but. No, <laughs> no, I, mean, no. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I agree also. And you get to contribute to our species, yeah. total scientific yeah. knowledge and, and what we can, I mean, it sounds really highfalutin, right? Like, and, and like we're full of ourselves and like, oh, look at us. We're like advancing human thought and. and no, it's not like, like, and you are not done. The thing is, the thing is, oh, of you, course. even after that, you are not done. You are, you, That's right. The point is you're, you're constantly evolving that baseline you come up with and you're always building on it yeah. or modifying even the baseline when you have new set of learning. So, but that's the thing, you, you learn how to learn things. Right, right. right. And but, it's lifelong learning, like yeah. you'll learn until you die. So I feel that's awesome. Yeah. You don't have to just 
stop one at thing some point. And yeah. then just, just because you got the degree. Oh, that's it. That's I, not, I'm it's done. not it. It's not it. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I will say this. To me, one of the most exciting things about not only the, the what you learn yourselves and, and what you get to do um, yourselves, but it's you're adding to the to the greater scientific knowledge that, that everybody yes, else has. Exactly. And sure, you may be adding in this giant construct that we've made as, as a species over, we're talking hundreds, hundreds of years. And uh, I mean, if you want to, it depends on how far back you want to go with, with science. But what we're, what you're adding to it is substantial. I mean, it may not be a giant column, but they're like bricks or maybe even pebbles of that column. And you're, you're we you know, the common expression is you, you stand on the shoulders of giants. And, and that is absolutely true. And when you are, you know, maybe you're not one of these giants, but you're like, maybe a shoulder pad on one of these giants and then somebody stands on your shoulder pad you're like right on i like i moved i moved our species further and that's that's crazy to me that's so cool and so exciting that what you do will be here after you're gone like for maybe hundreds of years in the future uh there's still something that you've done that can be helping some some field along that's crazy and beautiful and is the best part of science i think i don't know that's just me i remember once when i had an experiment and i was discussing it with my phd advisor and he told me you're probably the first person to see this observation which uh which which immediately i thought about two different things one is that probably 99.9 percent of people wouldn't care about that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but then also just the novelty, like you said, and the originality and just being part of this human enterprise, of, you know, seeking new knowledge and trying to understand natural phenomena in a new way. And it's and at that moment, I really you know, felt part of that, even with this very small contribution, you feel part of that enterprise as well. And it's funny you mentioned that it's, yeah. it's funny you mentioned that quote about the shoulders of giants, because <laughs> I mean, obviously, the person where. Uh, I'm not sure, but we can double check this. But the person that this quote is more traceable to is uh, Isaac Newton, whom, of course, you know, one of the greatest scientists to ever live and uh, who had these seminal contributions in so many fields. And for that person to say that if I have seen further, it's because I stand on the shoulder of giants, it really tells you that oftentimes just science and human knowledge is this really collective effort that we all contribute to bricks after bricks into building this knowledge. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's fun and exciting to be part of that, even if in the immediate sense, it's not as obvious and results aren't coming in as easy, but uh, that's how it is. It's hard and it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just the fact that you're part of a human collective in this kind of uh, beyond the individual kind of way uh, is so exciting. And it's, to me, again, it's it's what makes it so cool. Like when you, when you of course, you want to publish papers, talk at conferences, do do the usual thing. And it, it's nice. It looks good on your CV and, and it helps you get a new job. But honestly, what you're doing when you're doing all that is, is not only padding your CV or whatever, but you're also putting forth work that others can build on. And then, and this is, this includes conferences too. You go to a conference and you say like, oh, I've done this, I've done that. And then you say, oh, and we use this to figure out this problem. 
And then they say, oh, that could be useful in, in my problem. And then you start to kind of get this community type aspect to to solve issues that are vexing and, and, and difficult. And it to me, that's that, that is just so cool. And it's so nice to be a part of. And when you when it first starts, you know, when you first start getting your work cited, that's kind of exciting. Uh, but when you but most of them are like, you know, introductory statements like other people have used XY materials for these type of applications. And you're like one of those citations and you're like, OK, that's kind of. Yeah. Cool. But then but then you start getting citations where it's like, you know, uh, uh, Dr. Elias Nuzakis groundbreaking work in you know hey, that's a, in, by the way that's a third name for nazuki but you know there's those citations where it's the number at the end of the sentence and then there's those cherished citations where it's as if as it's not uh, yeah that's even yeah that's even better yeah yeah i but but it's it's really cool when when the people who are citing your work are actually using it to advance something in a similar field. And you're, those are the citations that to me got me really excited. I'm like, Oh my God, they're using what, what we did to, to solve this problem in a similar problem in, in, and they're kind of in your field and you're like, wow, this is so cool. Like there are, you know, I can actually see how they took f- from the paper we published and, and figured out what we did and then try to, to advance it and that's that's exciting i think and it and it's it just shows you what what you do actually influences scientific progress moving forward it's it's you you yeah. start to think of yourself as part of a collective species as opposed to just an individual cranking stuff out in the lab so it's yeah. that that's yeah super exciting the feeling is yeah that feeling is great yeah one yeah. thing i like about that you know that you kind of pick up slowly as you're doing a phd without maybe even noticing. It's just this mindset of how to think critically about the problem, to test it, to be skeptical of the results and test them again and then communicate them. And uh, that's a really nice skill that maybe scientists often, because it's uh, at some level it becomes second nature to scientists that they almost underappreciate it or forget that sometimes the outside world doesn't function in that model, although we wish it would. I mean, obviously, there's a lot to learn from any kind of profession and any kind of uh, model of thinking, but but I feel that it's, it's almost reassuring uh, to know that people you work with and yourself have this at least basic understanding of the scientific method of interrogating yeah. the world around us, questioning it, being curious, and finding results not just for your project, just as a general way of thinking about the world. And yes. that's something you really pick up as a student, as a graduate student. Yeah. And, uh, it's just a nice way of looking at the world. Yeah. I, I Actually, oh, sorry, Liz, but I, I just... No, no, really, no I, I say I agree. That's it. Oh, <laughs> just a really quick aside. That's actually one of the slides I had in, in when I, I yeah. gave it to the high school kids. I said the scientific method, it not only put man on the moon, which it kind of did, like little what's up holla uh (laughs) but but it's it's also um it's also a way of investigating the world around you it's not just limited to science it's a way of thinking it's a way of grabbing all of the data and and then finding out what's good data what's bad data and then getting you know understanding how to determine what's rigorous good data and then from it 
come to a conclusion, not yeah. have a conclusion first and then try to find data to support it, which which sometimes you right. hear people do and you're like, this is maddening. If you want it, if you want to push a point, that's the way to do it. But if you want to get to the truth, you, this is the way I know that's best is the way that um, that's been developed, uh, you know, through the scientific method that this is the way. This is the way what works best. You know, you it's, just go through even, the whole process. The scientific method is so good it even put a man in Missouri. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. wow. <laughs> Not Elias, by the way. <laughs> More accurate would be they found Missouri on the map. <laughs> somebody showed somebody showed where the Missouri was. Don't condone these statements. Yeah. Yeah. Really a lot of hate now from the women, <laughs> women of Missouri. We love you so much. Thank you for continuing to listening to our show. I really admire you, Elias. Like, two of you. <laughs> Elias, when you burn a bridge, you firebomb it like to all hell. That's great. <laughs> but no, I, I agree. I agree that the, the, the your analytical skills are comes out top when you're done with it. Like, yeah, it's 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 something in, invaluable. Yeah. Right, and it, it's like invaluable and. Um, which is so important because it's going to get you through so many problems you've never seen before, because yeah. this isn't a thing where you get us a, a very like small set of skills and that's it. Right. You're always building on them. Yeah. And, um, to add to that, I, I feel like you, maybe I'm extrapolating a little bit, but I feel like you kind of develop like a temperament a little mm-hmm. bit, yeah. you know, going through grad school, like where you develop some sort of a, a patience and, yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, temperament, like just an attitude towards, okay, I'm going through a hard thing. This is like the hard time. And um, like, I don't know, perseverance, that sort of thing, Um, just to get you through something that's challenging and you've never done before and to be able to come out on the other side and communicate what you found out, even if it was maybe not what you thought, or um, maybe it's like, you know, a negative result. We thought this, but we actually found this, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, and really many point. times you see you see the uh, like news and stuff like that. Like, oh, they they uh, actually a few days ago, right? Uh, oh, Australian engineer accidentally saw fifty year old quantum chemistry problem, and I was like, yeah, and it happens all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I was looking for this, and then I found that. But yeah, and I think that's something like I appreciate in in scientists I work with, and also um, something I still you know i'm working on is just like patience in the face of struggle um and yeah and and you just kind of develop like a a i mean like a taste or ability to just sit with something that's hard that's um something that i was not good at before graduate school i was just like i felt like it was more of a fight and now it's like you just kind of sit in it and learn and it's very normal and okay (laughs) yeah I, th- I think you definitely pick up some really good uh, life skills by going through a PhD in science. But honestly, there's just so much. I can, you know, of course, we we can do a multi-part episode of like why it rocks. I, I think it's what we do is pretty great. Like I feel like I hit like some kind of lottery or something to to be able to do what we're able to do. And not to mention, you get to go to grad school, right? And and you know, again, like we said, you're you're being paid to be there, which is amazing cuz you're being paid to learn, and that's awesome. Like usually you have to pay to, to learn. To yeah, so be you're being paid to learn, and then you get to interact with other people who are kind of somewhat like uh, like you and that they're hungry for knowledge and that you you, you meet cool people uh, you get to work with uh, cool people so like grad school life can be 
amazingly cool as well. Like uh, you're like, you're you, sure you're an employee sort of <laughs> of the school and you're kind of working for your PI sort <laughs> of who's like your mentor and kind of like parental figure as well. But at the same time, you're also a student. So you get to like be a goofball with like other like-minded goofballs and everyone's kind of a geek and everyone likes to work hard and, and it's, you you know, you don't have any slackers and projects and stuff. So it's, it's kind of, it's really just a fun, fun. And then everyone's got like a nice sense of humor. And, and I mean, not everyone, of course, but I mean, you're in this, you're in this, you're ready to go. Yeah. Maybe that sounds a little too positive, but, but you, you are in this together and there is a certain camaraderie that happens. At least it happened for me. I don't know. Tell me if you guys got the same thing, but you get thrown into this, like this complete meat grinder. And it's just like, um, hope you survive good luck and you're like oh my god like how do i how do i deal with all the stuff i have to learn how do i deal with all these projects i have to accomplish and then while you're you're there you you find like-minded individuals that are kind of like you in the same position and then you're like hey we should stick together and they go oh yeah totally and then you start to to develop a, a camaraderie with your with your fellow grad students and this can stretch on forever like you just they go on and then all of a sudden they're a professor somewhere and then you can still collaborate together and you get to work with cool people you like, which I think is one of the yeah. best things about uh, grad school. Uh, like, I, I don't know. Did you, did you guys get a sense, a sense of camaraderie at your schools or us? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I was going to add to that, like, sure. That that's definitely what I experienced as well. Like uh, the meeting uh, amazing and meeting and working with amazing people and, uh, uh, and interacting and learning from them, basically. Because uh, many times, uh, a different perspective also, like just by talking to them many times, some of my issues were solved, even though they were not in the same research uh, or even uh, field of research uh, as mine. But uh, just by uh, talking about their research, talking about uh, their method of I don't know, for, for certain design of experiment and uh, gives me a, an idea. It's like, oh, maybe I, there's a different way of looking at my own problem that I'm doing every single day in my lab. So, and it, it's it's very, I would say, positive interaction, any interaction during that grad school. And also, this is the time, the, probably the first time, at least for me, uh, where I was able to uh, supervise or, you know, a, a TA, you know, a teaching assistant, being a yeah. teaching assistant, you get to teach, you know, you get to be the on the other side of the podium yeah. <laughs> and, and experience that. And that actually helped a lot because many times, like until then, you have some idea, like how much work goes on to teaching and stuff like that. And, uh, but then when you actually on there or even before actually weeks before you go there you know you have to learn like you have to brush up so many fundamentals and stuff like that but the thing is this time that the pressure is not like oh there is an exam but the pressure or i should like it was more for me it was more like oh hey this is a different way of looking at this same thing that i learned few many years ago uh, but uh, how can i make it so based on my own experience, how can I make it more approachable, approachable and make it more fun? I mean, I'm going in a very tangent direction on what we are talking about. I feel like this is also, I, I, personally, being a grad student, BHA PhD student was, I feel like this was one of the very positive experiences that I had. Like, oh, this is cool. Like, and all, because I learned a lot from that interaction as well. 
because when you are teaching you like basically inherent inherit those uh those topics or those uh, those uh those methods whatever you are teaching at that day or that that semester uh and it stays with you at least for me it, it stays with me for the longest time uh because it was a different way of inhaling that knowledge uh yeah and i think um yeah raj talked about two things i think that are or, I mean, we're all talking about it, but yeah. yeah. Um, the two things that I am uh, hearing I are, <laughs> it's all Raj, are one, that like community is important. And I think we can abstract that a little bit to say that, you know, community kind of comes or you form these strong bonds with people that you go through something hard. Completely with, agree. And you're going yeah. through something hard. That, and that's like kind of a universal thing with humans. Um, and so that's really strong and I think a great part of grad school. And then also like, I think we all like to contribute. Yeah. I think everyone does. Mm -hmm. And um, I think our field, both like as in graduate school, you get to contribute in this and mentor in the sense that there are people like younger than you, like uh, like undergraduate students or maybe younger grad students where you get to mentor them. And that's like very fulfilling, I think, because you get a sense of contribution from that. And then, but as you progress in your career also, there's... I feel like if you are in science, you're, you always have the opportunity to contribute, which is great and like meaningful and probably one of the most positive things that we can want from a career. Yeah. I, I think really just finding a, a crew of people like in any scenario works best, but when you find a, a crew of fellow grad students in grad school, it's, it's kind of cool because you could actually, since since we, as we've discussed earlier, your PhD tends to be uh, really up to you as where you take it uh, for the most part. I mean, your results will vary somewhat depending on your advisor, but honestly, it's your work. So um, you're dictating where it goes. And so just even just having a good solid crew of people that you like uh, can, can spur um, collaborations together where you can uh, you, you get what I like to call uh, your chocolate is in my peanut butter type situations where like, you're like, Hey, you've got the chocolate. I got the peanut butter. Let's, let's, let's get, let's get this stuff together. <laughs> oh. I was real confused. Seriously. Where, where did you go? <laughs> for that's, <a> that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rhesus Academy of, of science. And Funny people, chocolate. I, that's, ex that's exactly how it feels. <laughs> I mean, to me, that's exactly how it feels. You, you're, you're basically, you know, you're talking to someone. I, this, this is a, this is a true story. The, uh, the, a buddy of mine, oh. this, uh, this kid, Alan. Uh, the shot from the peanut butter. No, no, no. Story. But, but <laughs> I, I may, I may have yeah. used that analogy while I was talking to him too. But, but I, I, you know, he's, okay. he's talking and like, and I was working with porous materials, and he was working with these really cool, um, uh, biosensing type uh, materials that uh, they were making these two-dimensional films and they were, I don't want to get too much in, into the weeds and details, but they were using it for cool bio cell growing applications and stuff. And he's like, we're trying to make them porous in 3D. And I'm like, oh, I, I've used this cool little technique called ice template and it's kind of fun to play with. Uh, I think it would work for yours. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's play around. And we just, cut, and of course, being at this point, more senior level grad students, we were smart enough to know, hey, let's get the experiments done first and see if we get good data. Then we tell our advisors because then it's easier to convince them, you know, we should do this. So that's kind of what's fun about grad school too. You get to have some fun experiments on the side because you're you're in a complete scientific playground. You just get to 
you you have every kind of tool, piece of equipment, everything, and you you have a good degree of freedom. You get your stuff done that you need to do, and then there's like flasks and vials and stuff around you where you can just get stuff on the side done. And we're like, okay, let's 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 play around here and see what we get. And then we got some cool results, and then we brought it to our advisors, and they were like, hey, this is great. Let's roll with this. And then uh, and it turned into a paper, and then like I think I think it's now a startup company or something, and, and based on this technology, which was like oh. just just me and Alwyn having a conversation about like, hey, what are you working? Shout on? out like, to Alan. Good job. Yeah. What's that? Just <laughs> sending a shout out to Alan. Is yeah, it Alan? It's Alwyn. Alwyn. Alwyn, of course, I knew that. And also, I would say, I must say what Lou was talking about, it should come with a disclaimer. What's that? (laughs) First of all, I did not work with vials and glassware. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Uh, Your results will vary depending on where you work and what you work on. But, but I, I, you know, it's, you're, you're going to be in some spot somewhere that has a lot of really cool equipment that can do a lot of really cool things that you that's are kind of rare. And you you should really take advantage of this opportunity to just have a lot of fun. Everybody who I know uh, that talks about grad school, not everyone, but most people think of grad school as uh, as a fun time uh, and wish they can be pay- paid at their current rate for the work they did then, because it's just so much fun. But when you, as you, as you advance and progress, you have more responsibilities and your, your work tends to, um, require you to hit deliverables and whatnot, which is totally understandable and still fun and great. But when you're in grad school, you're, because you're kind of, uh, underpaid, so to speak, it's like a superpower. It's not like a bad thing. It's like, because you're underpaid, like you're not a tremendous, uh, economic burden so there if you're playing around and getting some discovering some stuff on your own any advisor worth their salt would be like oh this is great yeah just keep doing it get some good data and then we'll turn it into a paper we'll turn it into maybe a project maybe you know so they it's great because you get to really uh go into a place that's tailor-made to just crank out amazing science and if you have this attitude of like i'm going to like just absolutely drain this of any kind of opportunities I, I can get, you can get pretty far with that. It's it's pretty exciting, I think. You know, even if you're not as lucky with having such a nice group to work with, uh, I feel if you're positive, it generally comes back to you. You, know, you can always be good and positive and excited about your work and nice to others. And I feel, yeah, you can force that positivity around you at some level, of course, not completely, but and pro- you know, Lou is a very positive person. Maybe his group wasn't that good anyway, but he has. (laughs) (laughs) So now he's moving from Missouri to Cornell. (laughs) Disparage my research group as well. You know, but you know what I mean? You have, sometimes it's good to have a positive energy and it generally gets back to you. Maybe Alwyn wasn't a very good person at all. He's he's uh from Canada, so it's it's he's uh oh, yeah. 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 Yeah.
You should have said maple syrup and uh, peanut butter. <laughs> you, you, poor Alwyn had to deal with, yeah. with five and a half years of terrible Canadian jokes. You know, it's inspired you. by, you can imagine like with, with me, yeah. it was like the poor guy had to put up with so much. Like Alwyn, if you're, if you're listening out there, I hope we didn't lose you as a listener. <laughs> you know, I but, wanted to say something about also five, five and a half years uh, usually your time as a graduate student, um, you know, that's a decent, that's a large amount of time. And and obviously there are positives and negatives about it. And it's a, it's a strange time, grad school, because at some level you have so much to do and you're so busy, but also it's a five-year process. So it's not as if, I mean, sure you have deadlines and stuff, but it's not as if you're disappearing tomorrow. So there's that. And then also, of course, there's high pressure. You have to publish, deliver, candidacy exam, whatever. But if you're doing a decent job, you're gonna. It's not as if the university will disappear next week or like like a startup company could, right? <laughs> so there is some kind of uh, safety net in that sense. And what that means is that you also have five years for a decent uh, job. It doesn't pay great, of course, but there's the promise that you can build your career later, and then. We can talk also about the result of that, which is everything other than your job. So it's a good time for just doing stuff, uh, building a hobby, learning, meeting other people, uh, reading nice books, doing cool things, making a podcast or whatever. It's just, uh, you know, it's a sufficiently large chunk of your time where uh, there's a lot of pressure, but also kind of not that much pressure if you think about it. There's a lot of accountability right. but also right. not that much if you really think about it if you're not stuck yeah. in the moment and that frees your mind to do other things that are so much fun and nice and yeah lots of things maybe you know not put your life on hold start a family like many folks do and yeah enjoy it a lot during grad school there's yeah it's it's an interesting time it's, it's not a secure five-year solid salary thing but but also kind of like that in some sense or less risky than other things. So yeah, a lot, yeah. A lot to do, a lot, a lot of things to think about. I think you've captured the nebulous nature of a PhD pretty well with that. Like, I, I think that's absolutely true where you, you're kind of an employee, but you're kind of not. You're kind of a student, but you're kind of not. You're, you know, it's, you, you're incredibly under the gun to produce, but you're also kind of not. It's just this weird, yeah. you're constantly on this edge and you're teetering towards one or the other. Like, you kind of know what point. you're doing, but you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. That's definitely for sure. So, so, and I think that's a really good point. Like, I think what makes grad school so cool too is, uh, is that you get to, you, depends on your advisor, of course, like, like you, that, that qualifier may as well be in front of everything we say. Like, depends on your advisor. Your results will vary. Uh, but depending on that, your schedule is pretty free and pretty open to be made. Most advisors only care that you get stuff done and you progress forward. If you come in, you know, um, from 5 p.m. to like 3 a.m., like nobody cares, like as long as you're getting stuff done. So this gives you some flexibility. Um, if you have a spouse and maybe uh, uh, like like Elias said, you're starting a family and you you have uh, a spouse and, and a child, let's say, you and, and your spouse is not in grad school, let's say they, they work a regular job, you can work around their regular job hours if you're mm. taking care of a newborn 
or something. Right. Flexibility. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. have some some manner of flexibility because I remember I bumped into someone who was in grad school and they just had a baby and I was like, "How do you like? We don't sleep enough as it is. Like you now you have a baby. Like how's that? How's that possible?" And they said, "Actually, it's a lot easier than the real world because you know because of course grad school is not the real world. It's a <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a lot easier than the real world because." I get to dictate my schedule, so I work around uh, my husband's schedule, and then I just basically um, cover the hours that he can't cover because of his work. And I said, "Oh wow, that that's actually quite clever and, and quite true." So there's there's a lot of and and that just doesn't just pertain to kids. If you like to come in late and work late, that's great. Like uh, if you like to come in early and work early, that's that's great. That that's rare, but that's great as well. <laughs> I remember. Uh, in my group, you know, it, it depended. Everybody had their own schedule, but in I think in my group, some folks came in late, some folks came in early. I changed my schedule throughout my PhD uh, five years, but I remember I really settled on something that I liked coming in at like uh, I think at one point the parking rules got like really lax. I think around noon, so it's like okay, I get there, <laughs> I get there at noon, and I get to park wherever I want. And then I'll just stay super late. And it, that worked pretty well for me towards the end. I was like, I was, I, I was like, I wish I discovered this sooner. And it really doesn't matter when you come in and when you leave. And this flexibility is like one of the, I think one of the cool things about grad school, of course, you got to get stuff done, but uh, that's up to you and what works best for you. Then eventually you'll, you'll probably get like a, a real world job, quote unquote, and then you'll have to work certain hours that they dictate as normal, but it's still somewhat flexible compared to most people but phd life is completely you know it's like almost wide open it's great it's what you make of it for sure yeah. in anything that we've been talking about whether it's like being positive or you know using your resources that you have in front of you maybe on the outside it looks like oh there's nothing here everything's really old and crappy and broken but maybe you just need to keep looking around and figure out what you have in front of you and how to use it um, and then, of course, there's your peers and your supervisors and the people under you, like undergraduates or younger graduate students. Every, it's all kind of, in my opinion, what you make of it. So it can't. So in that way, you can make anything good because you get to decide. Yes. Is I think kind of my opinion. There's a lot outside your hands, but then there's still a lot that you're in control of. So, and it's what yes. you make of. Again, floating on that nebulous edge. That's like grad school in a nutshell. You're just like on this weird, not quite in heaven, not quite in hell kind of like <laughs> razor edge that you're just kind of, you know, you're just floating around and but you can you get you can get a lot of stuff done and have a lot of fun doing it. I mean, just the fact that you're surrounded by uh, oftentimes compared to other fields and other other workplaces, a lot of um uh foreign PhD students, uh, foreign postdocs that come from other countries. So you get exposed to all these different thoughts, these different ideas, these different cultures, different foods, uh, drinks, everything. World Cup time comes along. You you can have like amazingly <laughs> boisterous World Cup uh, parties. You also have access to, to, you know, always somebody has like the key to some kind of like big lecture hall just go in there put on the projector watch the world cup i mean you there's a lot of things you can do as a again yeah. well okay yeah maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe that's uh maybe that was more my uh 
experience. But we we used to I used to play video games. We used to do all kinds of things. Just little events that you'd get together and just remind yourselves that like okay we're we're gonna have fun as well as uh, you know just crank out science all day long. So it's it's important to have like this this social community and take advantage of it. Like you're probably not going to be in this kind of a community ever again, uh, both scientifically and socially and, and so diverse and so cool. Uh, and just really just try to enjoy as much as possible, I think. And so uh, in addition to those things, like I feel like uh, personally what I experienced was I got a glimpse of if I wanted to go and continue in this academia and become a professor, what my life would be, you know, in a way. Like yeah, a kind of a snapshot because you can you you watch your living it. Yeah, you yeah. living it, and also you are like you're you're interacting with your advisor and other adv- professors yeah. and uh, other research groups and stuff like that. So you have some idea like okay, how is their life going on? And <laughs> the gap has been closed. Yeah, and so you are almost there. That you were like, yes. who are these right. magical yeah. wizards? And then, yeah, that's a good and point. Then yes. you get closer and you're like, oh, oh, gosh, yeah, I'm I'm right lives. there. <laughs> <laughs> they put on pants one leg at a time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That, just like me <laughs> that is so true yeah. oh yeah. my goodness yeah good call like you're, you're like yeah when you're an undergrad you're like they know everything i i wish to know a tenth of their knowledge and then you get to know them as grad students and you're like a little closer to them uh, and then you start to realize yeah. they're kind of figuring it out as they go as well they're like oh yeah I, yeah <laughs> and they're like whole humans with whole lives like a wife kids and things that aren't oh it's four o'clock i need to pick up my kid (laughs) what you have offspring (laughs) we you know in in my department we had like so many cool professors that were like so much fun to hang out with some of them just total complete weirdos in the best possible way and it's like these are the kind of people i love and when i go back i haven't gone back too often but when i go back i always try to find them again or i find them at conferences and we just have fun instantly because now we're you know we're no longer grad student professor we're kind of a little closer but it's the professors are are great too because they were they were grad students as well and they kind of they 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 live a little bit through you uh and so they get they get excited about that as well and I, I remember one time we had a, we realized that we don't have a casual Friday because we're grad students and we all look like slobs all the time. And then we're like, hey, we should have a formal Friday and have a, a Friday that we just deem everyone dresses to the nines. And we're like, okay, let's do that. And sent that like an email blast to all the grad students. And then uh, we decided not to tell anybody. And like, it was just hilarious watching the whole department panic because all the grad students came in <laughs> dressed in suits and and like really really nicely dressed. everyone dressed great like and i remember being like wow this is crazy this has worked out better than i thought and and then everybody was in a panic though all the professors were like what's going on my advisor pulled me pulled me to the side and was was talking to me is there a job fair what the hell's going on like and i'm like it's it's a and i'm you know me i'm just like oh it's formal friday and he's like what the hell is that like what what do you got (laughs) 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 yeah but some of the 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 younger uh profs were just like they were like our grad students are weird that's great like they were like totally loving the fact we just put the whole department into this panic over like a missed uh career fair or something but but it's it's great like i mean Get to know you. Really, there's so many great people in in academia, not just the grad students, the professors, the facility managers, the admins are fantastic too. And and by the way, it's great yeah. to like get to know them. 
not just because they're great people, but oh my goodness, they're so important <laughs> as to the well-being of of you and 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 what happens. Like I don't know how many times I had to run to them and say like I totally messed up this form. I don't know what I'm doing. Help me. And they're just like, okay, here, here's what you do. Yeah. Or what form? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, for that? Really? <laughs> yes, here it is. Here's all the forms. <laughs> yeah, they're immensely helpful. Yeah. I think there's one thing I just want to add that I think we've all been talking about, but is something I've heard like in other other spaces maybe is the the right word, but the the concept of this the struggle is guaranteed, but the success is not. I feel it is like super relevant to us. Like I think it, you should obviously be positive. Success will come if I work hard for sure. Pursuing a PhD, research, science, whatever, it's not easy. And I think it's guaranteed to be difficult. So enjoy that. Like, enjoy that part of it. It's hard, but there's, I think, a lot of joy and good things there. Joy and pain. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, there's quite a bit to doing some really hard work. Like when you till a field or something. I don't know. uh, I'm not a farmer, as you can tell. Like, I don't know what, what, uh, (laughs) what tilling a field involves, but it looks difficult. And so... I'm sure after you finish it, even if you don't do it perfectly, you're like, you know what? That was some good hard work. And I, I feel like I, I made like a, a seriously good effort. And there is there is something about a hard work being its own reward. And a, a PhD can definitely feel like that. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think, honestly, just to me, the, the thing about a STEM PhD, a PhD, but a STEM PhD in particular, is that you just get to just realize that you're like in this complete scientific playground with a bunch of other weirdos thrown into this situation as well and take advantage of both those things not just the fact that you can really get a lot of stuff done uh, at minimal cost uh, but but you can also do it with really cool people that you'll that will eventually become lifelong friends and who knows maybe you'll start a podcast together uh, later on yeah who knows yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, despite their anti-Missouri leanings, it's okay. You know, they, they, <laughs> you just have to realize that they're people. <laughs> yeah. I second that motion. <laughs> awesome. So I think that, uh, does anybody else want to add anything else? Or? This is good. Yeah, yeah I think we covered most got of nothing else, yeah. So I think that about covers the topic, why a STEM PhD absolutely rocks. Uh, thank you for listening. And of course, thanks to our esteemed panel, Elias, Liz, and Rajan. This is Luis Estevez. And just saying, keep on sciencing, keep cranking out science, keep enjoying your PhD. And until the next time, we'll see you then. See you. Yeah. Uh,